Welcome to episode 324 of the show. Today, I'd like to talk about dealing with rejection. And that's because selling is scary and hard. And personally, I think that's one of the reasons why lots of people don't consider themselves to be salespeople. And they say that they do not like selling. Because apart from the thing of having to appear um, pushy and inauthentic, there's a lot of rejection that comes uh, with selling. And we all know this because we've done it before. We've blown off people who have reached out to us because they want to talk to us about their product or service. And we've all blown off Jehovah's Witnesses and the people who run into us at the store trying to sell us holiday packages for uh, Dubai or Ireland or wherever. And so because of all these experiences that we have and innately knowing that it's kind of scary to put yourself out there, um, because of this sense of uh, personal rejection that comes with it, that's one of the reasons why selling is scary and selling is hard. And so if we're going to learn how to move forward, we have to look for some sort of framework for dealing with rejection. So like I said, we have to talk to total strangers most of the time. Of course, when we start off the business, we're going to be talking to family and friends, but that still doesn't help because we're still going to get rejection from our family and uh, our friends. So let's say you started up your inverter um, and solar power business, or you sell uh, shoes on Instagram, or you decided to become a wedding photographer. Most of the family members that you're going to talk to are going to give you that weird, strange look when you say you're a wedding photographer and you want to start charging 350, 450, 500k to shoot weddings. They're going to think you're nuts. And even if they find what you're doing to be admirable, they are definitely not going to pay you, Cousin Kunle, or you, uh, Cousin Shayo. Definitely not going to pay you 500k to photograph um, their son's wedding or their daughter's wedding. And that's because, first of all, your family, so the way they think, they shouldn't even be paying for you to shoot the wedding. And it's the same if you're a fashion designer. They don't think they should be paying for you to uh, design the dress. As far as they're concerned, they should just buy the material, give it to you, and then you just go ahead and do it like a good family member. So there's going to be a lot of rejection because your family and your friends... Some of them might not believe, some of them believe but cannot afford. And um, I mean, there's a whole host of reasons. So you're going to get into um, lots of rejections. So if it's difficult enough when it comes to family members, I mean, imagine the total meltdown that happens when people have to talk to uh, total strangers. In fact, I was listening to this podcast, um, I think it's the Photography Business Exposed podcast where they were interviewing this um, Australian photographer. She's been in the business 17 years, and she still has problems with the customer-facing side of the business, so she doesn't do in-person selling at all. But she has a successful um, business, and that's because she pretty much just waits for the low-hanging fruit. Everything is out there on Instagram, so you come in, the price, everything, the price sheets, everything is all there. So, I mean, are we doing this or not? If we're doing this, ah, that's fine. If we're not doing this, then that's fine. And she's running a successful business. And that's something that I point out to most people, that if you are successful with dealing with low-hanging fruit, then imagine how um, successful, imagine the multiples and the profit that you're leaving on the table if you just learn some rudimentary, uh, sorry, rudimentary skills about how to sell.
Anyway, back to the question of dealing with rejection. We have to ask ourselves a really hard question. Let's think about it. Are you the one who is being rejected? No, it is not you who is being rejected. It is the value proposition or the business solution that is being rejected. So yes, when you are Cousin Kunle, the wedding photographer, and they say no, they're not going to give you 500k to photograph the wedding, it kind of seems like you are the one being rejected, but it actually is the value proposition that is being rejected. Because let's face it, if you, still the same Cousin Kunle, but now you are already some international jet-setting uh, wedding and fashion photographer who normally charges like 1.2 or something else, then, if you say, okay, because you guys are family, bring 500k, then it actually might be a steal and they'll gladly pay you that money. Because, in this case, the value proposition works and they're saying yes to, you know, the value proposition and the whole business solution. And I know some of you might say I'm being um, overtly dramatic with this scenario, but it's something that I have experienced myself. There was a classmate of mine who was getting married, this was not long after uh, law school, and uh, she decided to talk to me about uh, being the wedding photographer and yeah sure i was really glad and i was looking forward to doing this and we started talking numbers and so at the time i figured yeah sure let's give them a discount and we're going to do both days for uh, i think 250 definitely not more than 260,000 naira. Uh, this was back in lagos a while ago so it was going to be 250 or 260 and there was lots of hemming and hawing and they tried pricing it down to 240 and lots of back and forth and then they went silent they went ghost now unfortunately back in those days that was before i discovered the art and the science of sales and personal selling so i didn't think much of it until later on when i found out that they got this superstar photographer who lives in i think in brooklyn abby I think it's Brooklyn. Is Brooklyn part of New York? Anyway, I don't know much about um, international uh, geography or um, American. Anyway, I don't know much about America. So anyway, they got this guy based in uh, Brooklyn, in Nigeria, based in Brooklyn. A really um, superstar uh, at the time, really upscale wedding photographer. And they flew the guy down to cover the wedding. And he covered the wedding and the photographs were nice. And I remember feeling... At the time, um, insulted? Okay, maybe not insulted was the word. I remember feeling miffed because here we were talking about sums between 240 and 260k. And I know for sure that you guys definitely spent more than 260,000 naira. <coughs> so, excuse me, more than 260,000 naira bringing in this um, superstar to come and photograph the wedding. At the time, it was rumored that this guy was charging. Uh, multiples of hundreds some people even said uh, as much as um, 1m that's to cover weddings at the time i don't know how true this is i just know for sure that they definitely didn't spend less than 250k for a flight ticket at the time to get him to come and to cover the wedding so in this case was i the one being rejected not necessarily i mean it feels like that because it's me and i'm uniquely tied to the product when I'm a wedding photographer, or when I'm a uh, scriptwriter, or a um, fashion designer, or a cake baker. So since I seem uniquely tied to the whole situation, it looks like they're rejecting me. <clears throat> so excuse me. But actually, it's the whole value proposition and the business solution that is being rejected. 
So the value props, when we look at the other photographer, seem to be worth upwards of 260k. But if you're looking at the value prop of having a newbie who hasn't photographed many weddings before, then the whole thing just doesn't work at 240k or 260k. So one way to look at it is that it is not you who is being rejected. And yes, some of you might say that I'm pulling hairs, especially for those of you in the event and the wedding space, that if they say no to Kemi LLC wedding planners, that Kemi is the one being rejected. But actually, it is just the value proposition, the whole setup around value and the solution that is being rejected. So it is not anything personal. Now, there are some cases where it is going to be personal. And when that comes, the person will be sure to let you know. And that is when you end up in those situations where, you know, you guys are shouting at each other and they say you're an idiot, you're unprofessional. Uh, let's see, what else? Do you call yourself a wedding planner? Um, you know, any repeatable wedding planner would not do this, that, 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 that. I mean, by the time things descend to that situation, then yes, uh, best believe that um, it's personal. But in most cases, it is not personal. So that is step number one. Don't take it personal. When, the, re when uh, the rejection occurs, you are not the one being rejected. They're not rejecting Kemi. They're just rejecting the value proposition around Kemi LLC wedding planners. And if they reject you, uh, Kunle, the wedding photographer, it's not really Kunle that is being rejected. It's around the value proposition and everything, the value statement and uh, the value exchange around what they're going to receive and what they're paying for when they decide to go with you versus another person as the uh, wedding photographer. So it's not personal. Now, step number two, you should always ask for feedback. Reach out later on and ask, why didn't we go ahead? Uh, and then ask questions to figure out, um, just to be sure that there was a need, that there, were want, there was a want and uh, that money, expectation, uh, money expectations were in sync. And also if there were any um, intervening circumstances. Because there are times when it looks like you've been rejected, but actually it was just some intervening circumstances. For instance, another couple that I was talking with, this was for uh, wedding photography. Uh, it was going to be Abuja and Makudi. And I think at the time, the bill numbers we were looking at were closer to, was it 400 or maybe 500 or so. Uh, this was a while back. And um, the intervening circumstance... Luckily for me, by then, I had already started doing um, learning about sales and stuff like that. So I was smart enough to ask, um, um, hey, how far? What's up? What happened? Um, are you guys still interested or have, um, or have circumstances changed? And we got into the conversation. The uncle was going to give the bride um, a photographer. Sorry, photography services. And of course, I asked more questions because in this case where a family member is gifting, you know, we have to be sure, like, is the person gifting a particular photographer or has somebody said, I'm coming in and I'm footing the bill? Because in those circumstances where someone says, I'm footing the bill, there's still hope, you know, if you can now bring big uncle into the uh, conversation or big auntie into the uh, um, conversation then you might be able to serve the situation so we have to ask all these questions now the reason why we're asking uh, for the feedback is because we are trying to get um, intel that will help us improve um, our business processes and it's also the same if we do end up going ahead, I mean, where there's no rejection, you still have to ask the questions. Because when you ask questions, especially when you go ahead 
all the good um, intel that you're going to get oh we went ahead with you because you're this you're this you're that or your photos were this were this were that or your service delivery was abc and one two three is going to give um, confidence that will help eradicate fear in the future so that way when you step into another situation you're not going to be afraid of rejection because you know that i'm already a badass guy i'm a badass wedding photographer i'm a badass wedding planner you know i'm a badass carpenter or whatever it is that you do so you should also um, ask for uh, feedback engage in all these questions even when things do go according to plan because it will help boost your confidence and it will eradicate fear of rejection in the future so that even if you do feel like you're being personally rejected for you it'll just be water off a dog's back it'll be like yeah it's their loss i'm a bad guy so if they don't go with me it's their loss then uh what else okay and then asking all these questions when you get rejected or whether things go ahead it's also useful because it's going to help you figure out your true value proposition you're going to find out why do people decide to go with you and it's also going to help you figure out your ideal client profile so i mean who are the best people that i should be working with so all these people that have been rejecting me okay let me just use a crass example now so let's say you look at all your stats You've asked all these questions for feedback and you realize that tall Igbo brides who are six feet tall and yellow always end up rejecting you. You now know that in uh, all likelihood, uh, tall Igbo brides who are six feet tall and yellow uh, do not make up part of your um, ideal client profile. Uh, so anyway, that's just a random example, but not like it's rooted in reality, but just to get you guys uh, thinking. So... You look at it, who has been rejecting me and why. That's the reason why the feedback is really, really um, important. And then when things go ahead, um, who agreed to work with me and why. So the intel, to boost your confidence, and then you're going to be able to figure out, okay, these are my people, these are not my people. And then in the future, you're going to narrow down all your Instagram ads, Facebook ads, or when you go to bridal shows and in your networking or whatever, you're only going to be talking to people that you know these are my people because experience has taught me that these are my people and uh, these are not my peeps and it's going to make uh, business um, somewhat easier because business is not easy but it'll make it somewhat easier and make uh, dealing with um, rejection dealing with rejection uh, much easier so yes selling is scary selling is hard especially since we're dealing with strangers and there's this thing of react uh, rejection but don't worry there are things that we can do to lighten the load and that is one of the things that we have dealt with on today's episode so thank you very much again for listening to episode 324 of the sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast i'm your host abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional tabishima ayede thank you very much for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next recording if you find this episode to be useful please subscribe so that you will get the notification or the download on your phone the next time that uh, the next episode drops and then also um, share with your friends let them know about all this business goodness that we have here and also share with your enemies as well because if you're going to be a good and ethical christians you also want your enemies to succeed as well so uh, where was i okay i lost my train of thought anyway thanks for that i'll catch you guys at the next recording